I just realized that I have to unmute us right here or else it won't show because it fades out. Welcome, everybody, to the X1 Bros. This is your positive gaming and Xbox podcast. We're back. It's 2022, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2021 has ended. And here we go. Uh, we're back. We're hanging out. We're having fun. We're actually doing this early because I'm going out of town this week, but we had to get back and say hello. We're doing this remote. Normally we're in person, but we've all been sick. So uh, as always, I'm joined by Jordan, the man and Mr. McSpicy. Jordan, the man, Mr. McSpicy. Happy New Year. Happy yeah, thank New you. Year. Yeah. Happy New Year to you too, David. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yes, it's been... Uh, it's been <laughs> it's been a good a good week. Uh, we actually have some big some big news stories on a not so big news story week. Traditionally, you know, the last two weeks are a little slow with news, but Mass Effect coming to Game Pass. Awesome. Yeah, the legendary, right? Yeah, that's super frustrating if you bought it like three months ago. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> always happens. Yeah. That yeah. always happens to Jordan yeah. the Man. Uh yeah. Actually, funny enough, it happened to me today. Can I tell the story? Please yeah. let me tell the story. Yeah, it literally happened to me like four hours ago. So Jordan calls me up today. So everybody that's familiar with Jordan, he has a curse that when he buys something, it immediately goes on sale or they come out with a new version, i.e. graphics cards, games, yeah, every movies, everything. So today he calls me up. He's like, hey, Mark, I just got a little monitor that has a really good refresh rate. You should get one, too. You know, and I'm like, yeah, OK, that's awesome. Let me figure it out. Long story short, I'm convinced I go to Best Buy with him after he had gone there like four hours previously. And we get there. And in the amount of time that he had bought the monitor <laughs> within that four hours, a better, bigger exact model, but three inches, four and a half inches bigger, you'd say, uh, went on a hundred dollars off sale. <laughs> so, so for, so we got that for this, you could get the bigger one for the same price or the bigger one for cheaper, cheaper, the bigger one for cheaper. <laughs> it's literally like I got the 27 inch, you can get the 32 for a hundred dollars less. And it's the exact same. Everything It's just a bigger one. Within wow. four hours of Jordan purchase, purchasing that yeah. the sale went on and I came out uh, golden. Thanks Jordan for buying that yeah. before I did. Yeah, so that was that was frustrating. But yeah, that happens to me all the time. I think it's a I think it's fantastic that it's coming to Game Pass because I had never played. So I still am working through it myself. I'm on number two right now, which is incredible. Uh, yeah. Number one was really fun, although you could see the date it like it's dated. Still really yeah. fun though. Um, I think it's. It, it, I mean, it was. I, I'm not upset that I bought it. It was well worth it for sixty dollars, um, and it's even more worth it now that it's on Game Pass. What what an amazing deal. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I've never played Mass Effect at all. Uh, I played the Andromeda for like, you know, the little intro tutorial. We don't level. talk about that one, although we can talk about it. It's just it's like well, they put Mass Effect on a sticker of another game, kind of in a weird way. It's well, in the same universe, but none of the characters from the previous uh, trilogy well, are there. It's in the Andromeda universe. Oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, well, no, you could really, especially like David being a fan of like Dragon Age Origins. Yeah. Uh, or even being a fan of the original Knights of the Old Republic game, which were, were all like your classic Bioware games. You can it, it feels like when you play when you play the original Mass Effect and then even going to Mass Effect 2, it feels like the it was the next evolution of like Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, if you yeah. ever played Knights of the Old Republic uh, uh, way back in the day, uh, it, it feels much more like a Bioware game than I would even I would even say Dragon Age Inquisition and Mass Effect 4. Uh, it, it just it feels it feels like classic Bioware, which is all storytelling. 
basically. That's all it is. It's just storytelling and the way they tell the story and your attachment to these characters. That's all it is. I mean, that's all you need. And they do it really well. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I feel. I see chat. Uh, Andrew Colonnane uh, says uh, Andromeda is my favorite one, Spicy. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. His, no, no, he did his. So uh, you can't see it, but that's the spicy emote. He's, <laughs> oh, okay. He's, he's, uh, he's taunting okay. you. I feel because uh, I was I I played it a little bit too. I haven't gone through fully again, um, but I did start another playthrough of that game, just like Jordan did. Um, but uh, I feel as though going back and playing those. You can tell that the writing and the character development and the story just feels so much more uh, fluid, fleshed out. out. It just feels like um, like classic Bioware. I don't know. I mean, that that, that was Bioware's prime, right? So that's that's them in their prime. And they've really never I mean, even Dragon Age Origins, right? From Dragon Age Origins to two and three, they've really never got back to what made the first one so good and especially going back to the first mass effect because the the gameplay in the first mass effect is super dated so like they it's almost like they had to rely on their storytelling and and i think that's what makes it so good and that's what gets you so invested into the story and then coming into mass effect 2 you can tell they got a much higher budget because everything just gets cranked up yeah Uh, so right now i mean it, it, it's really good. I, I have nothing but good. I haven't finished it yet. I'm I'm probably about maybe a quarter of the way or halfway through Mass Effect 2, but it's it's really well done. Yeah, it, it's really good. Yeah, I'm excited to jump in. It's on Game Pass. That's huge. Straw Tuna over on Twitch says, I was about to buy it when I saw the news, but I can't p- wait to replay Mass Effect 2. <laughs> Well, and just remember, not only is it not only is it not only is it all three games, it's all the DLC with each of those games too. So you're getting, you're getting one DLC. Yeah, I think there's one DLC that you don't get though, but it's it like everything multiplayer DLC. Yeah, it's something three. it's something yeah. like that. Yeah, that you don't get, but but that's huge. That's huge. The value of Game Pass. It's ginormous, everyone. It's ginormous. Yeah, it's exciting. If you haven't played. Any of the Mass Effects, I mean, even when it came out three months ago when Jordan bought them, uh, I actually bought them too, but uh, when when it came out, I said it before, if you haven't played it, these games are phenomenal. They're on many people's top games they've ever played lists type thing. So, and it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful sci-fi. The story is awesome. Um, it really, I think these games are kind of what put deep, immersive story gameplay on the map um yeah. i think i think they classic we'll call it classic bioware i think they made what though like we wouldn't have like for example i feel maybe this is controversial i feel like maybe we wouldn't have witcher 3 if it wasn't for these mass effect games if that you know like the depth that these deep storytelling games go through uh, i feel as though these should these yeah. should be on the table as far as why we have the games that we have today. Well, just, uh, they're very, very uh, good. Well, and just branching storylines. And I maybe there was games that did this before, but I believe Mass Effect was the first mainstream game to do it. Yeah. Uh choices carrying over from one to two to three. Um, your choices matter. Uh so what I did in number one actually matter character wise, um and who's in my party and everything in number two which is really cool. And more games have done that since then, but I believe Bioware was the first one to, or at least first mainstream uh, (laughs) to do that with the, with the Mass Effect series. Well, and the permanence of those choices is actually really super cool. I remember Jordan, when he was doing his playthrough, he called me up 
And he's like, uh, so I think I accidentally killed a character. <laughs> it was it was not intentional. Yeah, and I know. And I was like, uh, I did not know you could even kill that character. How did you do that? You know, and so those those which, by the way, in my gameplay, that character meant something later on in the trilogy and later iterations of, you know, the sequels and everything. And so I was actually really impressed that Jordan pulled that off because yeah, I didn't know then, it happened, but it happened. Then so, the story could shift all the way across his his playthrough. So um, if you haven't played these, I think you should. I think they're very, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, the only the only thing I would say going into it, if it's your first time going into it, and this may or may not bother you, is the first one gameplay wise is pretty dated. Like you can feel that it was a product of its time. It was kind of the it, it was they were still trying to figure out what worked best in a third person shooter because this was before Gears, right? If if I remember correctly, Mass Effect was before Gears of War. I think Mass Effect 1 was a launch title for the Xbox 360. Maybe Good not, question. but I, I I believe if someone wants to look it up, I believe it came before Gears of War. Uh, and Gears of War really kind of honed that third person, you know, feel that for third person gameplay. But uh, no, other than that, the story is really good. The choices you make are really cool. And it's awesome to see your choices go from Mass Effect 1 to uh, Mass Effect 2 and then eventually into Mass Effect 3. Yeah, no, it's super exciting and it's it's just great. I mean, the value of Game Pass entering 2022, again, we continue the trend of 2021 that is just such a huge value, such a good value, the best value in gaming and Game Pass just continues to prove itself. So well done, Microsoft. Do you think Microsoft... Gears came first. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, Gears did. did come first. Uh, yeah. Well, I was wrong. Uh, but, but, but it was around the same time period for sure. Um. Well, actually... Was Gears a launch exactly title? a year apart? Uh, uh, Gears came in two out in two thousand six. Mass Effect came out in two thousand seven. Exactly oh, a year apart. Oh yeah, so maybe Gears was the launch title. So regardless, the gameplay yeah. is dated, and and they didn't really hone in that third person till number two. But still, story and dialogue and choices you make are all, I would say, top tier. And and it's what makes Bioware Bioware at its you know. That's Bioware at its prime, I think. Yeah, I think a good way to figure to think about when these games were released and why they feel dated. If you were born in the same year that Gears came out, I think you can drive now, or you're really close to being able to drive. So you are two seven two thousand seven. Two thousand six is Gears. So is Gears. So, so that's fifteen years old. Fifteen and sixteen four. years. Old. So. So 10, 10 and four, 14, you're 14. You're getting close. You're getting close. You're getting close to being able to drive. So yes, a game this old is going to feel dated. You can't get around that, especially a, you know, not a platformer. I think platformers can stand the test of time. Yeah. So. It was only it was, I mean, I, I say it was only the gameplay because it really is only the gameplay because I was in that first game when I was playing through it, I was super immersed in the storytelling and the decisions I had to make. And I was excited to learn more about the companions on my ship, what some of their side quests were doing some of their side quests. And that's why I think I, I, you know, mass effect two is probably like the apex of Bioware. Right. But mass effect one is 
them on their way you know like entering their prime it's it's really i it's really good guys it's really good that's all he's trying to say yeah, i just say it's good he's just saying it's a good game it's good well so xbox i feel like did a really good job of just building momentum in 2021 mm-hmm. will xbox continue that momentum in 2022 so far i mean with this game pass announcement it looks like it they've got a ton of games in development uh but proof positive i i personally think xbox will not only continue this way and yes you can call me a fanboy for this but i think they'll dominate i really do i think we're seeing we're seeing xbox just lead gaming right now uh in ways that xbox hasn't done in a generation at least right and one of the articles that came out uh over new years that we that we haven't had a chance to talk about or not articles but pieces of information was the sales from steam and how Xbox games did on that when so Steam breaks it down from platinum, gold, uh, what is it? Platinum, gold, silver, bronze. And those are the most gross revenue games. Uh, so in platinum, you've got games like Apex Legends and Battlefields. There are no real Microsoft games in platinum, but in gold category, which is really, really good. You have for 2021 top grossing games over on Steam. You've got Sea of Thieves. Forza Horizon 4, Forza Horizon 5, and The Elder Scrolls Online, which, guess what, everybody, is now a Microsoft game, now a Microsoft title. That's absolutely huge, and that's not it. In the silver category, you've got Halo Infinite and Age of Empires 4. Then in the bronze category, you've got Halo Master Chief Collection, Doom Eternal, Fallout 76, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, uh, Special Edition, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition, Fallout 4, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. So Microsoft making this decision to put their games not just on console, but also on PC. Granted, some of those titles are from an acquisition via Bethesda uh, or ZeniMax Studios, but they don't, I mean, that's, I think well, that's I don't, I don't even think you need to add a butt there. I mean, that, that decision for them to purchase that company yeah. for what, $8 billion uh, you call it a technicality, yeah. but they're theirs now. They own them. They own them. So yeah, put that into their category now because yeah. they deserve it uh, with that, well, uh, with that purchase. But yeah. what's really impressive uh, to me anyway, is, is Sea of Thieves. That game came out in 2018. I know it was just released on Steam this last year, right? Was it this last year? Was it the year before? And it just did really well this last year. But anyway, um, good for Sea of Thieves for, for being out, what, 2018? That's four years now, still doing really well, still supporting their game really well. Uh, I, I find that impressive. And it, it it's it's super interesting to me that the the power that Steam has, I mean, think about it. There's people out there that only use Steam. It's why uh, Origin and Epic, uh, although doing well, Epic especially, uh, have a hard time breaking into that market because people are just so invested in Steam. And, you know, Steam has that, what do you call it? The first, uh, first mover advantage. advantage. First mover advantage. Like you, I mean, look at your Steam libraries. Like Steam is such a powerful presence uh, on the PC. And, and once Microsoft released their games on there, look how well they do. I just, I, I'm, I mean, I don't I'm speechless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think leading the way there was all kinds of criticism, you know, well, what purpose do I have to buy an Xbox? I mean, there's still a purpose to buy an Xbox. The purpose is if you think about this, that strategy going and offering your games everywhere on PC and on console forces you to build a console that competes with the PC. Yeah. And that's exactly that's exactly what they did with the Series X. That's exactly what they did with the Series S. And that price point came in Series S best holiday selling console 
this year. Now there's some caveats there. It was the one most widely available as well, but still absolutely crushing it. I mean, the champions, the champions don't complain because the, uh, the opposing team was sick that day. They just take the win. Wow. Wait, is it, did you get that from somewhere? Or did you oh, just come up with that? It's right off my head. Holy here. cow. Can I make that a shirt? This is right off my head. Yeah. Yeah. Take the win. Take the win. Wow. <laughs> that should be. Yeah. I'm going to make that a shirt. Hold on. I'm writing that down. Take the win. Yeah. So I think I think we're going to see more of this. I think it's smart. Sony's I mean, Sony's jumping in on it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the slowly trickling out some games there. I think it just makes sense to have all your titles everywhere. And then it underscores your 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 game pass strategy well, as well. Well, it's super interesting to see see the shift from I, I mean, w- would you call it? I, I don't want to say exclusives because they're still exclusives, but it's almost it's interesting seeing the shift from exclusive games to exclusive ecosystems. Does, does that make sense? Like, like Halo isn't just available on the Xbox now. It's available on the Xbox ecosystem. Yeah. And it's it's interesting to see the shift from that, from what we're used to with gaming consoles to, to what we have now. Yeah, we're definitely seeing that. And it's it's super exciting. Rainbow Six Extraction is coming day one as well to Game Pass. Yeah, that's a big one. Which is uh, big I think one. this goes along with the other piece of news that we have, which is uh, Ubisoft Plus is yeah. supposedly coming to Xbox as well. Yeah, well, Game Pass. So Ubisoft Plus is a subscription service like EA yeah. Plus. Doesn't mean that it's on Game Pass, but perhaps one day it comes to Game Pass, the entire subscription service. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're a Game Pass Ultimate member, you're automatically EA Access member. Or so, yeah. Sorry, it used to be called EA Access. It's EA Plus now, right? Something like so, that. So what's the story? What do you guys play? So right. Ubisoft's, uh, what's, what's Plus is coming to what? To the console, to Xbox. So you'll be able to okay. subscribe to all of Ubisoft. Is Ubisoft big enough to pull that off? Um, I think this is my theory. I think I think they're going to go the way of what EA did. EA tried to do EA Access. Uh, it, it's now called EA Play, right? I, I think they rebranded it. But then EA Access or EA Play eventually merged with Game Pass. I think Ubisoft and Microsoft will come to a deal where Ubisoft kind of is merged with Game Pass because it just makes sense. Because if if you're if you're a co- average consumer, right? You're 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 an average Joe. You just bought your Series X for Christmas. What are you gonna get? Are you gonna use your subscription to get Game Pass, or are you gonna use your subscription to get Ubisoft Plus? Yeah, the, I mean the value you know is I mean? definitely on the Game Pass. Yeah, because yeah, not only are you getting Game Pass, but with Game Pass Ultimate, you're getting all the PC stuff, and you're get if you have a PC, and you're getting the EA Play stuff. So I mean, you're every. You're, I think the market is naturally going to shift towards Game Pass if you're an Xbox owner, right? So I think it's I just a prediction. I think <laughs> it's inevitable that uh, Ubisoft Plus eventually combines with Game Pass somehow. There you go. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. And also, inevitable is a fun word to say. Yeah, I watched the Matrix this inevitable. week. Wait, you watch alert number four sucks. <laughs> <laughs> No. All right, this is just in. Jordan hated Matrix I Four. Have avoided yeah. watching it because I've heard that from multiple people. So yeah, oh, that's too bad, man. It really is. It, so it really is. It's a shame. There was some good parts where you're like, this could go in somewhere, and then it didn't. <laughs> then it did. It just never. Yeah, it's like okay, like there's interesting parts in it, but then it just doesn't. Is it because of the story? Like, did they just not? Well, it's because a lot of things, really. Okay, we can talk after the show. I don't want to spoil anything for listeners, but because I really like like the Matrix, man, that was a great. That's a great show. Yeah, the trilogy is good. 
and the trilogy is much better than this newest one. On Ubisoft Plus, Red Nona's oh, yeah. writes in and says 100 plus titles in Ubisoft Plus, apparently. That was way more than I expected. That's true. You got to think that's probably back backwards compatible titles, right? So that's going to be some some older titles as well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, good for Ubisoft. I just question whether or not a software only can do it versus a Sony versus a Steam even, uh, you know, that is basically your PC console uh, uh, for lack of a better term. Or Xbox. I feel like you've got to own this, you know, a wider variety than just your own titles to yeah. have a largely successful subscription service. And, and don't get me wrong, Ubisoft has some good titles, right? Obviously, they have their big ones like Assassin's Creed and Ghost Recon, and then Far you Cry. have your and Far Cry, and then you have your gems like uh, the South Park games, which I believe are both Ubisoft. I know one of them is for sure, but. Um, I don't know. I just I I think when you just dance, Jordan, don't forget about just dance. (laughs) Dance. But I just I think when you stack them as a consumer, like the average Joe, when you're looking at both of them side by side, I mean, I guess it depends on if you're a huge Ubisoft fan or not. But I mean, I don't know. I just I think Game Pass is the better value. Well, I mean, there is still value. I mean, because I'm looking at this list and I knew that they are there. But just to refresh, I mean, you mentioned all those games um the crew is on there which i thought was a decent game you know that ip as well um but raymond legends child of uh, child of light uh watchdogs um there's actually i saw one that i really really like immortals phoenix rising was one of the one of their titles too so you have i i think in the last like five years they have come out very very strong you don't realize some of those games you forget like immortals phoenix rising uh is there that's solid yeah, and that's a that's a really really good game. I think I think they are coming out very strong. I agree with Jordan. I think this move is kind of like a precursor to another move that's inevitable. 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 I agree totally with Jordan. I think I think I think it's gonna happen. That's my there you go. prediction too. There you go. Let's Jordan. talk Rainbow Six Extraction. Thinking of speaking of Ubisoft now, Extraction. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jordan the man. Correct me if I'm wrong. Extraction yes. is Rainbow Six attempt at the Tarkov mode. Uh, well, isn't it their like zombie style mode? Yes, but isn't it high risk, high reward as well with this? I believe, I believe so. I remember so, yeah. the trailer from a while ago. Yeah, so this is coming Game Pass Day 1, which is interesting. It's a shift. It's basically a new game mode within Rainbow Six Siege. Rainbow Six Siege obviously absolutely crushes it. One of the strongest esports games year in and year out uh, is really well supported. Just the fun game is a tactical shooter. Unlike any other shooter, I think on the uh, you know on the scene right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I th- I think one of the reasons. I mean, this is just a personal opinion, so take it or leave it. It does not necessarily reflect the opinions of the other guys on this show. But I think it's it's a very very fun game to watch, which I think relates well to uh, audiences. It's What's- it's more simple to understand than say like Overwatch, which there is yeah. so much happening at the same time, which up there, there still is at the pro level. There still is a lot happening in this game, but it's easier to, to understand for those like new viewers. These guys are stopping them and these guys are stopping or prevent, trying to do something and shoot, shoot, bang, bang, you know, <laughs> you know, and post up. Yeah. I just feel like, it's so much more easier to understand as a game than well, others. Attack and defend. It's also very situational. So you get into these situations like, oh man, there's one guy left against three. Yeah. He's got a he's 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 hunkering down here. What does he do? So it is 
super exciting. And yeah, there's yeah. these calm moments where things aren't happening, which gives the announcers time to sp- talk, to speak. Yeah. And, and just, I mean, it, I mean, it's like American football, you know, that's kind of why we <laughs> like to watch that so much because every down matters and something can happen every single time that is crazy. And so it's really, it's really fun to watch. And I consider rainbow six kind of, kind of like that too, in my opinion. Yeah. So extraction. Um, so like you said, David, it's, it's a risk reward, right? I don't know if it's the high risk, high reward, but basically if you're not familiar with it, this is a sub game, if you will. It's, it's, um, Oh, excuse me. We're all Ooh. sick. Woo. I know. I, anyway, it's, uh, it's not zombies. It's aliens. But, you know, whatever. Same difference, you know. So basically, you you're assigned is it, a, though, Jordan, is it you're 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 assigned an objective and you have to complete that objective. And if you do complete that objective, you can choose to either extract with that objective complete or you can choose to go deeper into the level. Uh, and then complete more objectives and get more rewards. So there's your risk reward right there. So I think it's going to be a fun game. Um, it sounds like a fun concept, and a lot of the operators from Siege are going to be in this version of the game. So uh, with it being on Game Pass, obviously we're going to try it out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be cool. Day one, Game Pass, uh, January 20th, I think, is the release date for that. So just at the end of the month here, really, big boy Will in chat says Ubisoft has been stepping it up. I agreed. I mean, coming out hard for 2022 here. Yeah, chat's also saying zombied aliens. So that's, that's the next that's, level. That's, the, uh, that's what they are. <laughs> that's the escalation of the next game. But I mean, but look, I mean, just look at gate. Look at the value of Game Pass, though, because this is this is a Ubisoft game, right? That is going to be on Game Pass as, and you're also getting now the Legendary Edition uh, of Mass Effect. I mean, what a what a what a way to start out the year with Game Pass, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely, completely agree. Um. I have to give it to you guys. So everybody, we're all sick. We've all been like, I'm pretty sure we all have COVID. Has anyone get, I don't think none of us have gotten tested. I'm like 90, we're all 90% sure it's COVID. So get that (laughs) over with at the end of the year. Right. Uh, Anyways. So check that off the list. So I get a text. Yeah. I get a text from George, the man. Hey, it was a group text. Hey, let's play some games. I'm going to sleep. I'm I'm sick. And he, or I said, I'm sick. And he's responded. So, <laughs> so I'm going to sleep, not realizing that him, I didn't know that him and McSpicy were also sick and they, dude, you guys are hardcore. I'm sick. I'm going to sleep. They're sick. They're playing games still <laughs> over the, over the break. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it I was mean, very, uh, you can't live a rock star life without living a rock star life. I mean, I just, I am a wuss. I'm a wuss. So I asked Jordan, I was like, you're, you're playing games while you're sick. He's like, well, what else am I going to do? <laughs> uh, what games did you guys play over, over the holiday break? Um, I finished the halo battle pass, which was nice. Ooh, yeah. That's, that's, nice. that's, that's an accomplishment. Fun. That's and it, it's, it's, it's 75 levels are all natural. <laughs> uh i only i only bought the premium pack which gave me the first 25 levels so 75 of those levels are all natural you earned it yeah and then i we played tarkov and then i actually just started playing battlefield 2042 again oh yeah we had a few they had a few updates uh during the month of december which have improved the game drastically so, not drastically um a lot of quality of life stuff. I would say I, I think it was I think I was talking to Matt Ballsy. I think he recently just bought the game. If you were to buy it now, it's in much better shape than what it was at launch. Um, 
if you're to buy it on the console, I, I, I feel like you're you're safe and you're good and, and you'll have a lot of fun. Uh, maybe on the PC, if you're looking to buy it on the PC, maybe wait for another performance patch because I still think they're having a little a few issues on the PC, like the performance isn't quite there yet. Um, but on the console, it's fun. They add they they added back. Um, one of my criticisms was they they took away some stuff from previous Battlefield games. Like when you die, it used to show you where a medic was, so you can see oh, there's a medic ten meters away. I'll just wait to be revived. They re-added that into the game, which is a great feature. At me as I play a medic, it's been nice to see not everybody just holding the A skip button down. Like people wait because they can see that I'm nearby, you know. And so it's they they've added a lot of quality of life features which that should have been in there originally in there from the beginning yes <laughs> uh but i mean what you, you we're, we're kind of taking what we can get so but no it's it's been a lot of fun to jump back into it after i think they had three or four patches through the month of december uh which has been really really cool yeah very very nice mcspicy how about you anything on your gaming plate at the moment yeah i finished the halo campaign Ooh, um, and give me your thoughts as far as overall did it live up to expectations you excited for what's coming with it or were you a little let down no i i think they did an excellent job um i would mirror everything jordan said in the previous weeks i think he did a really good job summarizing things um but i would i would add uh, i think they did a good job how they're setting it up to make the game continually playable later. Uh, things I, I, I guess, let me start with criticisms. I think um, the collectibles, having the collectibles on levels you can't play is not very user-friendly. Um, granted, yeah, we can go back and play on easy mode and like, for example, the skulls, uh, which are the most important collectible, I think, to me, is trying to collect all those skulls because they change gameplay and stuff like that. Having those built into levels, I don't think that you can't play later. I, I don't think I agree with. I think you probably should have made them in other places or made a way to replay those temporarily. I don't know how you would have... Well, yeah, how just, you would, just like in previous games, just have a mission list. Yeah, yeah. Because there, there is there is main missions that you do, and then there's the open world, you know. Yeah, you know, and there are skulls, world, right? There, yeah, there are skulls in the open world, which which we actually found. Uh, Barbara Blake, a uh, friend of the show, found one randomly in a canyon. No spoilers, but it was randomly down there, and we all went and got it. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, and we, I found one on accident too, uh, above a tower. Uh, things like that. There, there are skulls all all about in the world, but having them behind locked missions that you can only get when you play through the game and you can't go back to is that that was probably for me the most frustrating part, which is actually saying something because of how good this game is. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's something that's I would say is negligible considering. Uh, you know, you, you all, all you do is just play another playthrough with your whole goal as to get the skulls and that's yeah. fine, you know, but you could have done that without forcing me to do that. Uh, but as far as the story, I think they did a really good job. Jordan said this, that they took things that most of the fans did not like from the previous stories and kind of fixed them in a, in an interesting way and a way that I think is okay with how they did things. I think 
The story itself is fantastic. I really like how they kind of humanized Master Chief in a way to show that he's he's a he can he I think he considers himself kind of like a machine, but he cares, you know, yeah, like that's actually exactly the best way to put it. He's a machine. Like the way he, I don't know, he's not a machine. I mean, he is and he isn't, right? You know, he's, he's, he almost acts like a machine, but, but you're right. He, he cares. He cares. And they did a really good job showing that in the cutscenes, in the game, in the whole, a whole bunch of stuff, which I, I consider Jordan was rating this. I would consider one of the best Halos I've played. I think it would be tied for first or second place. Yeah, I agree. I think it's I think it's it's just as good as the original trilogy. Now, there can be a lot of arguments of of out of the original trilogy, which ones are the best? Like Halo 3 is one of my favorites. Yeah. I think it's right now it's just as good. Uh, it's I don't know. It's 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 hard to say because when you think of the original three, you think of them as a trilogy, and it's that overall like Halo Three is good because it ha- because it had a good conclusion to the story, right? Yeah. Um, well, and it starts out so strong, and it yeah. starts. And throughout the gameplay, it's super cool how you have allies that you didn't have before. You fought, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, the campaign in, in Halo mm-hmm. 3 is just... G- gameplay-wise and mechanics, mm-hmm. I think this is one of the best, if not the best, since Halo 3. Story-wise, uh, well, I, I kind of want to wait and see what they do later to continue the story and how kind of things play out for some of these stories, but it's up there with the original 3. I know. I See, Jordan, I kind of lean towards this is my favorite one. Because it's, I mean, across the board, if you were to like one out of five, it's got fives like all the way across, just like Halo 3 would, I would consider. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And this game also has the hook shot. <laughs> so I kind of lean a little bit more towards this one just because I can be Master Chief Spider-Man slinging yeah, through yeah. the trees. Well, and the it, way they implemented the hook, hook shot, it just, it works really well. It's still feels like a halo game and that's yeah. i think that is that was an accomplishment all on its own modernizing the game while making it feel like a halo game yeah uh, it well, feels it, like modern halo 3 and the multiplayer is so good oh the multiplayer I, that's why i think the gameplay the gameplay is yeah. the best since halo 3 um so, probably even best in the series i would i would say you can argue yeah yeah it's i mean it's hard to when you have such such good mechanics on the mantle and you're looking back at all the other games with their mechanics. It's, it's hard to actually quantify which one is, is, you know, up there or whatever, but I think it's, I think it's one of my favorite halos that I've played. Yeah. So David, I really liked it. Pants your question. Very good. Very good. Burton dude, Burton dude, 33 dropped a super chat for us and says, uh, I wasn't expecting much with an open world halo, but I was wrong and I'm loving it. There you go. Thank you, Burn Dude, for that super chat. And yeah, that seems to be the consensus. A lot of people really, really liked uh, liked this version of Halo. Again, I think it's universal. This is one of the best Halos. And for a lot of people, it's, it's, it is their favorite Halo. Uh, Tony Hernandez said, this is the worst multiplayer launch in the history of the fan- franchise. Is that true? So uh, maybe he's considering the XP launch, which... I think we need to distinguish between the actual multiplayer gameplay yeah, and versus, mechanics um, and, versus, and versus leveling and playability of launch. Because if Play- you're talking about playability of launch, I mean, uh, Master Chief mm-hmm. Collection sucked. Yeah, 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 that one. I think that, that one, one. I mean, is I it good? Yep. Good. I think we could universally agree that one's probably number one. Yeah, yeah. On, on worst launch. So, um, 
so maybe he's maybe he's considering um the whole xp systems system the grind that they originally had which i i give them a little bit of leeway because they launched before they were going to and i think i mean they still considered the multiplayer at the time the beta i I would consider that whole first month the beta test Mm. to try to figure things out remember it was free we did not have to pay for that so with free games i kind of give a little bit more leeway especially beta free games when they're testing things out which they definitely were because I mean, they, they made mistakes with that XP. There's no denying that with how the, the yeah. battle pass was progressing. But, but I would say from like a gameplay, from a gameplay standpoint, because I, I, I'm going to be honest, I very much dislike the, the way the progression is gained, especially now that I am 100 on the battle pass. I feel like, I mean, obviously there's reason for me to play, to have fun, to, to get up the grind and rank, but I feel like there's nothing else for me to progress until next season you know so i wish they had some other type of progression but from a gameplay standpoint i i think this is one of the better launches i i mean let's so there's gameplay mechanics and then there's gameplay systems the battle pass is a gameplay system Mm. it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the gameplay mechanics within the game right the gameplay mechanics i think are solid um i i think the uh the launch itself if I did have any dropped sessions, there's okay. To be fair, we did have a like whenever we were trying to connect with maybe more than four in our fire team, like when we were playing with members of the community and we got up to like maybe anywhere between five and ten players or higher. There was some issues, which I will, I will, I will say that. Seed. And then I know there was, I know there was custom game issues too. So there were issues with custom games, and then if you had bigger fire teams, but at I don't think that was enough to ruin the launch. Not not by a long shot. Not compared to like Master Chief Collection or even Battlefield. I would say Battlefield 2042 had a worse launch than Halo. Yeah. Yeah, so I I and like I like I mentioned before, the gameplay for me is the most important thing. If the game sucks, you won't play it. But the gameplay was top tier. Yeah. It is multiplayer is amazing i feel like the weapons are in a good place i feel like this may be controversial but i feel like the time to kill is in a very very good spot because it feels halo if you're used to quick time to kills um like in call of duty it it definitely is going to take adjustment but knowing that when you get shot from behind that there's always a way to win a fight because they can't kill you immediately unless they have, of course, a power weapon like a rocket launcher or something. Um, It makes the dynamic of the gameplay super interesting and what people do to get out of situations and adapt and change and recharge your shields and figure out another way to, it it really is unique to halo. And I, I find that a very, very uh, nostalgic, maybe, maybe I'm biased because I find it nostalgic, but I find it very, very fun. Um, Considering, I mean, if I want, if I want the quick time to kill, I can still go play call of duty. I can still go play escape from Tarkov, which is you explode when somebody sees you, you know, stuff. So I don't think you can get that type of gameplay anywhere else. And I just think, I just think Halo came out strong and I think it's a really good game. Yes. I mean, I think even with the custom game issues and like, if you were getting into a bigger fire team for big team battle, there was a few issues there, but 
other than that, I mean, and, and those issues, they happened, you kind of, you reset your game and then things would start working again. So yeah, it was, it was a frustration, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like a lot of, you know, games that are, that were, were, it wasn't like a lot of frustrations we have with games launching nowadays, like Master Chief Collection, or even, even Battlefield 2042 had some frustrating bugs in it, right? I, I felt that even for them releasing early, it was a really pretty well i would say like a a 90 percent polished experience you know what i mean I, yeah and and like i said there i the gameplay systems need work like systems as in battle pass uh challenges progression uh customization all that stuff those are all gameplay systems and i do agree that those need work the gameplay mechanics and the actual game it's gameplay itself like the multiplayer and everything i didn't have any real issues with it i i thought the launch was very smooth from their part uh yeah i agree yeah Let's take some questions. This is a good discussion. Happy Mayo writes in and says, let's start off by saying, bros, thank you for another great year of content and laughs. Happy Mayo. Thank you very much. He says, your all's positivity and passion for games is second to none. I thank you. Well, thank you very much. Happy Mayo. Uh, now with Halo. Inf Did I say Halo? Happy Mayo. Thank you very much. He says, now with Halo Infinite, in my opinion, being a great success. After the challenges update, giving players quicker progression, when they drop co-op and forge, I feel like this is the console selling beast Microsoft has needed. I'm obsessed with it, he says. With all that being said, do you think this is making Sony sweat? How much pressure is being put on them to compete with Halo Game Pass plus Halo Infinite? No-brainer purchase. I think Microsoft just dropped the check, and the co-op and forge will be the checkmate. Roll Tide, boys uh thoughts let's start with jordan the man happy mayo um well this is, is actually sweating it's kind of or are, are they even worried because are, are they concerned with first person shooter games at all well i think i mean i think to be i i think microsoft and sony to be effective at what they do i think they always have to kind of be somewhat concerned because you never know what the other guy is going to do you know yeah. so i think i mean I, I think they're always trying to do their best i hope anyway maybe not <laughs> um, no, this this is actually really interesting because if you look at Sony, I mean, I I I have my PlayStation over there, and I I play my PlayStation primarily for the exclusives, right? M most third party stuff I'll bring over on the Xbox. That's where a lot of my friends are. But exclusives, if we're thinking exclusives for Sony, and, and chat, j jump in if I'm not thinking of one here. But I can't really think of a PlayStation exclusive that is really focused on multiplayer. And that's not a bad thing. That's just PlayStation style. They have really amazing single player games like the Uncharted series. Now Uncharted did have multiplayer, but it was primarily focused on that single player. Uncharted 4 had a lot of good multiplayer or yeah, Uncharted 4 had a lot of good multiplayer, but you really bought it for the campaign and you primarily played it for the campaign. Um, you have, you know, God of War, uh, Ratchet and Clank, right? All very single player focused games, Spider-Man. I don't think this is an interesting question because I don't think Sony really has an exclusive multiplayer game that can compete with with Halo's multiplayer. D does that make sense? Yeah, I think I mean, I think that I, makes, I, I, and, and I think that's where I think that's where Halo um, does really well. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of people buy Halo to play the single player, myself included. The single player campaign was was really well done. But what keeps me coming back to Halo over and over again? It's the multiplayer. Uh, I mean, you can only go back and do the single-player stuff so many times. The multiplayer is what keeps you bringing back. And I don't know if Sony 
has the, an exclusive answer to that, right? They have your third-party games like Call of Duty and stuff like that, but so does Xbox. And I think that's where Halo has has the advantage in that case. And like you said, when you drop co-op and Forge, again, multiplayer experiences. Forge only increases the value of multiplayer because of the game modes you get that are going to be made for multiplayer, right? So I I I I I don't know if it's it's game over essentially, but it does put Microsoft in a good spot especially with this franchise. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah, no, I, I think that makes sense. I think in a straight up comparison, Microsoft and Sony kind of have they definitely not kind of they definitely have different styles and a different yeah. strategy in going about it. I think where you do need to be concerned if you're the competition of Microsoft is that when Sony does what Sony does really well, i.e. God of War, uh, they knock it out of the park that sells that sells their ecosystem that sells mm-hmm. consoles that sells their future PlayStation Pass, whatever whatever it is they're trying to sell. Microsoft hasn't had that for a generation. Microsoft has that with Halo Infinite. When Microsoft does what it does really well, Gears, Halo, Forza, the, I mean, those are con- those are console sellers, and you wrap that in with Game Pass, that's an yeah. ecosystem seller, and now you can also do that on PC. You're not limiting yourself. You can also do that over the cloud as mm-hmm. that technology improves as well. So I do think you have to be conserved. I'm not sure that you can compare apples to apples because they're – they're taking two different two different styles and two different um, strategies. Yeah, well, even but those- Microsoft. Th- th- what Halo does indicate uh, to Happy Mayo's point is that Microsoft is firing on all, on all cylinders. Yeah, well, even those three games that you just mentioned, David, all have a multiplayer aspect to it that goes well beyond the launch of the game. I mean, Gears of War multiplayer is still going fairly strong, and then. I mean, you can play Forza by yourself, but in my opinion, it's more fun when you convoy up and play with your friends. Yeah. I, I think that's where, I think, I don't know, Microsoft just has those multiplayer exclusives, if you will, uh, that I think does well for them. Yeah. Spicy thoughts on uh, Happy Mail's question. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. Just to, <clears throat> I, th- I think the root of his question was, is it making Sony sweat a little bit? Mm-hmm. So I don't think I'd use that term. I would. I use this term all the time with Jordan. Uh, when we're leaning back, playing <laughs> games, enjoying ourselves, let's say in Halo, we're having a good time. We're relaxing. But then when we want to win, we use the term, well, we lean forward, you know? So I, I, I think making Sony sweat, I don't think that's necessarily what they're doing. When, when, when Microsoft is turning up their game, I think Sony is going to lean forward. I think that's what they're doing uh, when they're moving their plate. They're having their own service uh, similar. We, we got news about that a couple months ago, uh, their own s- service similar to game pass, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's more aligned or more or less what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I really feel like Sony has had a uh, several years of coasting, relaxing, playing, playing an MMO, relaxing, <laughs> hanging back. Yeah. We're the, we're the Kings. Nothing can touch us. But I think, Microsoft has been playing these moves for years and it's all starting to accumulate and to gain momentum. You use that word, David, a lot. They're gaining momentum. And I think Sony is not sweating. I think they're just going to becoming real. They're going to become very, very, very focused, which ultimately helps us. We are going to get services like game pass. We're going to get, um, 
uh, just a lot of, uh, you know, e- even at the hardware level, we're getting these these systems that are super, super powerful. We're even getting, I, I saw it in chat, you brought it, you, you mentioned it. Sony is now releasing their exclusive, some of their exclusives to PC, which yep. I think is a big deal. That's a really big deal. I think Sony's leaning forward. Microsoft has been leaning forward for years. You know, they're getting their focus. And I think, I think sweat make, has the, the, it implies that they're nervous. I don't think Sony's nervous. I don't think Microsoft was nervous. I just think they just started leaning forward and focused and they want to win. They just want to win. And I think that ultimately, you know, helps us uh, as consumers. Amen. Uh, great question. Happy mail. Thank you very much for writing in. Uh, Black Knight writes in and says, it seems that game developers have gone the route of DLC and seasonal event uh, or events or seasonal passes. Do you think we will ever see game make sequels anymore like Destiny 3, The Division 3 or Starcraft Three, that is a good question, Black Knight. Let's start with Mr. McSpicy on this one. Sequels are they a thing of the past? I mean, Halo <sighs> Infinite. Technically, I don't think we're getting a sequel, at least not anytime soon. That's an interesting question. I think event. I think the the timeline has widened a lot. I think you will see a Destiny Three. I think you. I mean, I I hope we see a StarCraft Three. But I think because of how the game industry is and with it, with with how patches and uploads work on the fly, I think the lifespan of the games have widened significantly to the effect that, yeah, we'll see it less and less and less. But I think you still will see. I mean, in 15 years, are we really going to still see Destiny 2? I don't know. I think we're going to eventually see a Destiny 3. Does that make sense? Yeah, but it won't be called Destiny 3. It'll be called Destiny Forever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Infinitely Destiny. (laughs) Well, you know. Eternal uh, Destiny. Jordan, well, I just think think we still will get sequels. I just think they're no longer five to ten years away. I think they're more like 15 to 20 years away. Yeah. I think think they're – even though Overwatch is trying to come out with two, with you know Overwatch two, I don't think that counts. I think, I, <laughs> yeah, I think kind eventually, of really weird. Yeah, that's that's a weird that's People a weird one. Still confused. Yeah, I still don't know what's going on with that. I think it's it's the model has definitely shifted and it's changed, but you at some point need to just cut off. The old potatoes that people, I mean, the Series X eventually will be considered a potato. It doesn't yeah. sound like it because it's the world's most powerful console, man. It's, 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 <laughs> it's badass. But in, in eventually it will be. It'll be like that South Park episode when Cartman goes to the future for to, to get the Nintendo Wii early. And they, and they say, this the system's archaic. And he's all, archaic? What do you mean? It has motion controllers. <laughs> you know, it's... Someday it will be, and someday that game will be so dated that they'll just have to do a refresh. Well, it's 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 really it's really interesting because of the technology we have nowadays. I mean, I I I agree with you, Mark. Uh, I, uh, I I do think there will still be sequels for certain games, but I don't know if it's going to be. I mean, I I don't know how much longer that would necessarily be around. Be and because of this, this is who does it for me is is Fortnite. What Fortnite does really impresses me. I think it was their chapter three 
that they just, I think it was just what last September or just, I don't know the chapter three, they basically just moved the entire game over to unreal engine five. So it's ready to go on the latest yeah. engine, which is optimized and ready for the latest hardware. You, you so know what I mean? So I think, super... I think I don't mean to interrupt, but I think yeah. that's a rare case scenario because no, I, I, they are epic is an engine developer you know yeah, yeah they know what they're doing and of course they were already on unreal engine i believe they're on unreal engine 4 and it's probably not hard well i don't want to say not hard but it's probably easier to go from one to the other but but seeing that and seeing kind of what halo's doing where they just created their own engine with the slip space engine now i don't know obviously the under the hood stuff of that but i just think i think because of the technology we have and i don't think it's you know it's not going to happen tomorrow, you know, but I think we're moving towards that direction to where y you don't necessarily need sequels. I think it's going to be more like this. <laughs> Eventually, instead of sequels, it'll be kind of like MMOs. We'll just get an expansion to that game, which is essentially a sequel, but it just keeps the game going. Um, yeah. well, I think Destiny 2 will be, I think, I think eventually Destiny 2, because of, you know, when and how it was developed, will eventually have to become Destiny 3. But I think, I think a lot of game developers like Epic are looking to that because it's it's yeah. probably much more cost effective for them instead of hey let's you know instead of making a whole new sequel with whole new assets why don't we just update to the latest engine and we can just do all our stuff from yeah. there you know what I mean and, and yes Epic is a special case because of who they are and what they do but I I think that eventually will be the trend the future well, you know what i mean and have, i mean you have developers uh like rockstar that have their technically their own engine yeah uh and I, I i can totally see that i would add however single player games will most likely still have sequels yeah probably like, like an yeah. alan wake to an alan wake 2 or or uncharted to uncharted correct 2. Yeah. if there's not a multi i mean wolfenstein doom like look at look at these games they they will i mean they'll have sequels for sure I don't think you can get away from sequels on those. Yeah. It's 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 really the multiplayer games that have that investment of XP gain, battle passes, mm -hmm. etc. That that uh, will negate. You yeah. know. Well, that, I just but. I I use Fortnite as an example because I find that fascinating. Yes, they do own the Unreal Engine, so I'm sure the Unreal Engine is probably built for Fortnite. No. You know? primarily right you yeah, know what i mean like I'm, things that you shouldn't be able to do as a developer because they own the engine like they <laughs> i i really uh, i think uh fortnite was originally just like a side project just to test out the engine i could be wrong but i really maybe, think that yeah, that's what I they mean, did but just i i just think it's fascinating the technology they do like uh remember when fortnite i don't know if they did this for chapter three but for chapter two remember they shut down the servers because they had to do like a whole reset to completely revamp the game like that, I think that was Fortnite 2. Essentially. Well, it was. It was Fortnite Chapter 2, right? That was their sequel while staying within that same universe and everything being carried over uh, I, from your, your original. See, what they did to do that was in-game. They made the menu go to like that little dot. And then yeah, eventually... I know. It was... They do some crazy things because I think the game has been built as an engine and that's like yeah i don't know i don't know how they do for certain things but then and then when it started didn't it blow back up and then it you start you flew into the new map they did all yeah. this weird thing yeah. where technically you never even had to turn the game off but it just went and you're in the new thing it was like a 
opening a door to a new world instead of restarting the game yeah. or going to have to download a new game. I'm used to, I guess you downloaded a patch and stuff, but uh, no, I just, I think, I think what they're doing and you're right, it, it probably leans more towards multiplayer games than it does single player games. So I'm sure we'll still see sequels to single player games, but I don't think we'll ever see a quote unquote Fortnite two. I think when, when, you know, 20 years from now, when they come out with unreal engine six, it'll just upgrade to that engine. You know yeah. what I mean? And it'll just be this progressive thing. Now that like, I, I you're right. I that does lean more towards multiplayer games than it does single player games. But even with Halo Infinite, I don't think we'll see Halo seven for quite a while. If, if we ever do. No. Know? Yeah. Well, with Halo Infinite, I, I mean, we talked about this. I feel as though it's going to be like world of Warcraft where they're just going to keep adding islands. <laughs> to the yeah. to the yeah. map because you open yeah. the map and you're on this massive halo but you're only in a section of it and you still can't see the edges it makes it look like it's just water you know yeah. they could just keep expanding by islands mm-hmm. over the course of the next hundred years yeah. i mean our great grandkids could be playing halo infinite yeah well even even look at destiny using destiny as an example i mean i think you're right i think eventually we'll see a destiny three or like david said destiny forever everybody will start rebranding themselves destiny eternal yeah, yeah. go to that uh, synonym with, with engine destiny, the witch queen i mean they're just they're just releasing expansions you, you know what i mean essentially which is essentially the next step i don't know if you want to call it a sequel but it's the next step in the journey you know the next well the next first part of the story i think the first modern day game that's a single player game that really had no end to it is skyrim and that's because of community mods but all 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 that a halo infinite is or all that we are in 2022 is developer mods adding on to you know continually adding on new game modes new areas new maps new missions new ways to play uh but skyrim's done it already and i think that's the model of the future well, well, I think actually Skyrim is a perfect example because they just re-released it on everything. <laughs> I don't think they can release it on anything else because there's nothing else to release it on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but think of like Hellblade, for example, David. I think those single-player games, those come out and they have sequels. I feel like those games yeah. are meant for sequels. Yeah. No multiplayer. I think there's a distinguish. You have to distinguish those because people aren't going to want Hellblade seven or whenever it comes out hellblade infinite because it's a story that you finish and the the story ends and or maybe there's deals you oh. or do you yeah okay, well do yeah. you think well, uh, you know what you got me there <laughs> uh, yeah well great question regardless you know, it's a really good question thank you very much for writing in that's a fantastic question uh beast says Happy first podcast. Cheers to the first podcast of 2022. Thank you for that super chat, Brande. Appreciate it. For everybody that's listening to the podcast, come join us over on YouTube. We have some big plans for 2022. Spicy and Jordan the Man have been dropping their highlights and their clips as shorts every single day. We're bringing news, daily news over to the YouTube channel. So come and join us. Have fun. We're excited for 2022. Uh, youtube.com forward slash x1 bros make sure you come and join us there guys first podcast of 2022 that does us oh we're, we're done I like uh, i feel like i was rusty you know what i mean i feel like that two weeks got to me. back into the you know groove I mean? this is like the first inning i feel like it's it's like uh like after thanksgiving you're trying to get that holiday weight off that's how i feel right now <laughs> like, you know what i mean you're getting that holiday weight like, off I, there was a couple of times where i was talking and then i was like what am i talking about 
Yeah, yeah. Well, we're thrown off, I don't think, because it's our first one back, but because we're remote. And over, yeah. I mean, what, we've done like two remote podcasts in the Ever? last Well, minus the first years. like 12 weeks. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were remote there. At, yeah. You know. But we we don't talk about those episodes. I do want to shout out NK Woa. This is live NK Woa. Welcome. It's good to see you, brother. Um, that's us. Twenty twenty two. Can I just can I just vent? Not vent, but <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is your this is the platform, David, where you could just, just, just unload. No, I want to tell you, <laughs> this is the same I, place. I am addicted to Yellowstone. You have oh, got to oh the show. So no, I, I finished it. It makes me want to be a cowboy that murders anyone that tries to take his land. <laughs> hey, true, that's, that's true story. David wears his cowboy hat while watching the show. I, oh, I don't have it. I don't have it on. Yeah, I have a picture. I will. I will. I will send it. I put on a, my robe. <laughs> a robe? Yeah, I have. Oh, I have. I have two robes. Nice ones. So one is a winter right? robe that's like thick. Ooh, and then I've got a nice little summer hit, robe. Hit robe, also known as the summer robe that I put on. But robe tied that bad boy up. Perrier, cowboy hat. Do cowboys drink Perrier? This cowboy does. <laughs> it, it's so good. I, I really it like it. It's Sons of Anarchy on a ranch. <laughs> That's funny. And I love it. Uh, Do you want to talk about Wheel of Time? I'm ready to give my final opinions on oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, so ready for this? I do think it gets better. But I still have not been. It just has not hooked me. I keep getting distracted. Like, I got back into Will of Time, watched a couple episodes. Then Witcher came out, and I watched all of The Witcher, that, which I really enjoyed. Not as good as the first one. I think they definitely got different directors. There's just a different feel there. First season, but still really good. Really good. Henry Cavill, by the way, as, as Geralt. I do like him as Geralt. Fantastic. Fantastic job. Well, do you think they'd ever get... I, wasn't there... I thought I heard rumors that they're maybe possibly trying to replace him but i don't think you can yeah i think, I don't, he's, I think point, he's perfect he's, and i think he's Geralt. <laughs> i don't think you can change that and he's perfect for a reason because he's a witcher fan and Dude, you know it's so good here's what witcher needs to do though don't wait two years in between seasons like then by the next time the character that plays series is going to be like 45 it just it doesn't work <laughs> And she'll have a she'll have from smoking. Hey guys, yeah, <laughs> you gotta you, you gotta come back next year or like within six months. Give yeah, me or even even now, like I mean, we know it's popular. You know, Netflix is gonna re-sign it. Do like season three and four at the same time, and then just release them. You know, one at the beginning of the year, one of the year. Jackson, the thing. You know, yeah, yeah. Just come on, just yeah. just film them all yeah. at the same time. Okay, so let's go. Wheel of time, spicy. Yeah. So I have, uh, I have, I'm going to, I don't know if I'm, this is considered boasting or not, but I want to kind of lay out my background on this to give you an idea of how much I cherish this wheel of time series. I probably have read this series more. I'm up, I'm up on the top of the list of how many times I've read this versus how many, you know, people are in the world. I, I don't know. I've read this. I can't even count how many times and it's a long read. It's uh, I think the quickest it ever took me was six months. I think the longest it ever took me was 14 months. There is a lot to read in these 14 books. There's 14 books and they're all thick. I love this series. Uh, I've been I've and I've tried to be very, very open while watching this, knowing that I knew that I was going to be let down regardless 
of whether it's good or not, because the books are in a there. I just cherish these books a lot. Now, I would say I'm going to start out. If you don't want to hear this whole thing, I would say if you never plan on reading the books, then go for it. Watch the show. It's fine. It's the story. The show's story is based on a really good story. It has the backbone of really good things. Now, if you ever plan on reading the books, throw it away. Throw <laughs> that show in the garbage because uh, it is. I, I don't want to be. I'm probably going to be really controversial here, and I don't mean to be. But this is coming from a very, very biased fan of the books. I think the show is a perversion of the characters. <laughs> I think uh, they like an HBO way or no, no. Just like a, yeah, they, take, they wow. take characters that I cherish and they completely change them for no reason. They change them, their personalities. They change their stories. They change all of it about it. I don't see why. They do it in some cases. I see why they do it in others, but there are characters they'll even granted their B B characters, which means they're, they're not that pivotal to the story, but they'll take them and they'll make that. They make a character like a lecher, like Matt's dad, Abel, which I really, really like. He's a good guy in the books and he is in the two rivers. So the two rivers where the story takes place, they're known for being very, very good bow uh, shooters, you know, archer, archers. Psh, no one can outclass them in this story. And Abel is the best of the two rivers, and he's a really good guy. And granted, his story is a lot less than, say, like the main characters. But they make him a, a lecher. <laughs> like they make him a womanizer that, that doesn't take care of his family or kids and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, okay, well, whatever, you know. They make <laughs> there's so many things I dislike. They make okay, costume design. I'm gonna go through it all real quick. Costume design is awesome in some cases and sucks in others. Like Moraine's well, blue they, dress. Yeah, it's, it's not Amber it's Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah, that's, really, that's their costume design. I love like Moraine's blue dress. She's part of the blue Aja and stuff. You know, her dress is awesome. But then they have this character, which is awesome in the books. Uh, he's an Ogier. His name's Loyal. They may, he looks like a cosplay at a crappy conference <laughs> somewhere. He looks uh, terrible. Uh, you know, we opened a can of worms with spicy. No, we'll no, no. Die. Anyways. And I, so I, I, I got all these opinions on by myself. I think they should not have done a lot of the things that they should have should have done. And when I went to like after this, then I went and looked at some reviews and it comes down to if you've read the books, you hate it. If you haven't read the books, it's OK. That's what I get from the reviews on Amazon. Mm. Uh, and so that's why that I said make, the, that makes sense, because that was my initial disappointment. It was like, mm, this is not what I pictured. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So if if you never plan on reading the books, it's okay. Watch it. It's fine. You're, it's based on a really, really good story with really strong characters across. It's one of the most diverse character stories and, and just so there, it's one of the original diversity stories. It's actually really, really awesome. I love the story. You have people from different nations being badasses. You have people from different genders being badass. You have different, everything is so good in this story. And 
I feel as though Amazon ruined it. Amazon just took these characters <laughs> and you have it's so unbalanced. You have really good actors and really good choices in the actors and, and actresses. And then you have really bad choices. And I it's confusing. Anyways, yeah. that's my feedback. I uh, I think, you know what you need to do? You need to watch Yellowstone. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> While wearing a cowboy hat. While wearing a cowboy hat. That's it's, what you need to do. Yeah, I think I so bottom line is you'll be fine if you've never planned on reading the books because it is a time investment to read those books. But real that, quick, I do want to shout out our super chat. NK Woa yes, drops NK a super sticker of love. NK Woa, thank you. It's good to see you, brother. Appreciate that. Oh, anyways, there you go. Movies. Yeah, reviews. yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry to bring that up. I didn't actually mean to go into it that hard. But uh, you're a passionate man. I wish they just didn't ruin the the backbone of these characters. Like they, I don't understand a lot of the reasoning oh, behind. Who it up, someone in chat brought it up earlier that they was it Brian F that they saw Spider Man. By the way, as did I. I think it was, I think I, it was Brandon. Uh, I really yeah, enjoyed. What did you guys think of that? I have not seen that yet, so don't spoil it. So but I, I think as someone uh, of you who likes Spider Man and doesn't like Spider Man done wrong, you'll like this. Because <laughs> oh, they okay. like make they like admit maybe admits the wrong word, but they take the old Spider-Mans and they make you like them. Okay. They That's say cool. they basically say we're sorry for these. <laughs> Am I wrong? Jordan the man, you've seen it. Yeah, I don't know if they say we're sorry for these, but they, they it's a make, really good way. They, they pay make all this makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and they, mock they, do, they your... do talk about things and you're like, oh, okay. Well, that's what it would be like if that was brought up in the world yeah, so for this, of Spider-Man. Here's a prime example. And it's not a spoiler, Mr. McSpicy. Okay. Well, okay, uh, okay. maybe I won't tell you because you're, you like. Oh, yeah. I like to go in completely. I'll, I'll this. They, they talk about how the different worlds are different and the different Spider-Man. So you've got the emo Spider-Man. You've got, <laughs> uh, you know, the originals. Toby Maguire Spider-Man that's there and you've got the new Spider-Man there and they're talking about things and they bring up that doesn't that, well we can't do that why can you do that and it's it's oh, good. Okay. It in a good way that was a huge spoiler by the way David is it a huge a, enormous spoiler okay I'll, I'll just read yeah, I'll just that forget was, that was that was like the biggest spoiler in the history of spoilers and that I apparently you know, that was huge I'll try to forget <laughs> what you just said no, you douche that was, that was, that was, no, that's not like pointing yeah. to the story at no, all it's or pretty, the it's pretty like it's like an audience jaw dropping when certain things happen that's like uh that's like an off conversation yeah, oh, I will agree with you. It, okay, well, apparently the, that is yeah, yeah, it's the conversation that is the spoiler. <laughs> yeah, that was huge. Uh, yeah, that was. Well, there you go. Yeah, you well, got. You just got to go see well, it. Now. I want everyone to. You want to go see, go see it tonight? It. There might be a late show that we can at least hit real quick. <laughs> I want everyone that hasn't seen Spider Man uh, to know that I feel your pain. I guess, oh, but you'll really like it. It's, yeah. it, it's really good. Uh, I enjoyed it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I even was. That's awesome. David, you're a great guy. You know what? Hey, I didn't. Spo- the I fact didn't... that you did it in ignorance is, makes it even like it's almost like a lovable thing. Like, you know? endearing. like, like endearing. endearing. I ruined your life in an endearing way. It, it may not. It may not make sense until people see it. But as soon as they see it, then they're like, oh, that's what he was talking about. Yeah. OK. Yeah, yeah, no, that doesn't was, make that sense, was... Then it's not a spoiler. I don't know. It, it, I think it's pretty big. No, no. 
you're all wrong. <laughs> well, I'm screwed. Thanks, David. And and what I would say, like maybe a third of our audience is pissed right now. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I uh, mean, let's 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 be honest, Mark. Why haven't you seen it yet? It's been two weeks. I've been yeah. sick, and that's my wife not, is pregnant. That's, that's, not, that's, not, that's, not, that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. I've i literally so I have literally locked myself in a room for like a week. Because I don't want my wife. to well, Has your wife been sick? No. No. I've we've done really, really, really good. Wow, that's good. Yeah. And I don't because she's due. Where and you've been where have you been sleeping? Uh, in an, in another room. I, I mean, this is kind of Pearl's question. I I set no, up a bed in another room, so it's, I didn't. This will hold behind me. That's where I sleep when I'm sick. <laughs> Do you need David's pillow? Need my pillow? <laughs> my pillow. No, yeah, because oh. we're yeah. I did. I just. Didn't want my wife to get sick to complicate things at the hospital because things are weird right now at the hospital. So, yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. she's about to pop one out. Just everybody, I'm really excited. My uh, my wife is ripe and plump and ready. We're, we're weeks away. We're weeks away, so it's pretty exciting. We'll have a new Jordan. We're gonna add a new uh, support uh, support class to the, to yeah, the plan. We, we need those. No one wants to play him. He's uh, he's definitely going to be a healer for, for starting out. <laughs> so, anyways, well, we should probably end on that spoiler. Uh, <laughs> no one listens to the end of show anyway, no. David. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, everybody, yeah. Hey, thank if you, you made it this far. Then, yeah, thank you. We're gonna try. We're gonna try our outro here and see if it see if it actually works. If it's choppy, it's choppy. If it's choppy, it's choppy. Anyways. Ah, uh, it is working, David. It's working. Working. There's a countdown there, kids, right? There's a countdown. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for being here. It means a lot to us. Happy 2022. We'll see you next week. We'll be live next week. Goodbye, guys. I'm so far to find another way. I'm looking away from the sun and the soul.